Katamarkon from Greek by request. People have asked me to start teaching uh, from Greek also. Now these are Bible readings, but we're going to do the Gospel of Mark from, from Greek and just see how you like it. Many of these classes have been top downloads in the world at Sermon Audio. And I'm just so surprised. I think one of them the other day was number seven in the world. I think it should have been number one uh, from the downloads. But uh, anyway, they I think it was number six, actually. And there was number 30-something in a week. And all of these are from the Greek classes. The, uh, <clears throat> the Greek is extremely what we might call word pictures. You can see the action because of the language of the Greek, because of the the words, and also the tenses. And from the Gospel of Mark, Mark wrote in Greek, but his uh, grammar many times was very much influenced by the Hebrew. Now, we have a limited commission. The 12 apostles, now 12 apostles are the first gift placed in the church. Now I want to emphasize this, that the church did not start on Pentecost. The church started at the seashores of Galilee. By the time that Jesus went to cross, Israel was completely divorced. Completely. And God had taken uh, the church he had given, sent it out on the limited commission, which we are studying right now, that he placed the first gift, which was apostles, in it, that the church was baptizing more people than John did by a long shot. There were sometimes 10, 20, 30, 40,000 people following Jesus, and many of them were being baptized. These were disciples. <clears throat> when you ask how many disciples did Jesus have, it's not 12 maybe 10,000. He had a very large ecclesia following him. Uh, We don't hear about just the regular church members. We're looking at at the leaders in the church. We're talking about Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, etc. And even uh, Judas, or Judah, the one that betrayed him. Now Judah was the one also, or Judas as, as it says in King James, Judah went out with the ability to heal people and to cast out demons. And yet, he did not know the Lord, but he had that gift. Now, that's unusual and kind of an oxymoron. How does this lost man, God? why did God give him the ability also, like he did the others that knew the Lord, the ability to do this? Well... The scripture said that one of my own house, and what it's talking about here, the household, the faith there, the church, one of my people from my own house betrayed me. And that was prophesied. He's the only disciple of Jesus Christ that was prophesied in the Old Testament. Now, as we read the 13th verse in the 6th chapter of the Gospel according to Mark, Cata Marcon. Kata is according to, page 121, by the way, Marcos. Kai damonia pola balon kai 
Hey, Dave, the phone, that is. Elia. Polos. Arosos. Kai. Etherapusen. To own. And demons. Now, the word demon or demonia there, what does that mean? What does the word demon mean in Greek? It means little gods or lesser gods. Let's put it that way. And we don't mean there aren't there aren't many gods, but these were created by God, but they became demons. They were spirits that became demons. These are not fallen angels. These are demons. Fallen angels have form. They are clothed. Demons seek to dwell in human or animal flesh. Two different beings. Spirits and angels are not the same. Demon spirits and fallen angels are not the same. The obedient spirits and obedient angels are not the same. Spirits are not clothed. But there are ministering spirits, as the book of Hebrews says. And ministering angels also. And that little conjunction there, page 121 in the analytical Greek. And this word daimonia means lesser gods or what we might say supernatural beings. They are not, they are not what we call uh, normal. They are paranormal. Beyond normal. They don't live in just our three dimensions. They covered all dimensions, however many there are, 10 or 11 or whatever. And they go between these dimensions. And they influence people. If you don't think demons are alive and well today, just look at the world. Look at Washington, D.C. Look at the Middle East. Look at all these places. Look at China. Look at the Ukraine. All of this is all, they're under every nation there are demons and angels demons and angels involved in every government and the uh, supernatural beings many pola many describing them adjective they kept on casting out now they kept on casting out that's the 12 disciples there the 12 apostles better yet and the word uh, casting out there comes from akinbalo and is third person plural and perfect indicative active. They kept on casting out and also now this word chi here can mean conjunction and and also it can also mean also and here I believe it should be translated also and it's still on page uh, 208. And then they kept on anointing. Now the book of James has something to say about this in the New Testament also. So now these apostles were sent out on healing missions and on medical missions also. They not only taught and preached and people were converted, they baptized, they healed people, and sometimes they practiced medicine. Now, anytime you see the word anointed with oil here, anointing, anointing, it uh, it doesn't mean that the oil caused them to be healed. 
I know many people today, a lot of these faith healers and all this, they carry bottles of anointing oil, they anoint the people. The anointing oil is like giving them medicine. When the, uh, the Samaritan, and remember there was a Jew that fell among thieves down there on the road to Jericho. And his own fellow countrymen went by and nobody helped him, but the Samaritan did help him. And here were the despised people of the land of Israel, the Samaritans. They're Mount, around Mount Gerizim that, in that area. And this, uh, this Samaritan went there and he took that man. Now he didn't pray and lay hands on him. He might have prayed for him. But I'll tell you what he did do. He practiced medicine because he, he poured wine in him for a painkiller and therapeutic persons and he poured wine on his wombs to, to cleanse them and to purify them, to cauterize them, and then he put oil on them as medicine. And the oil that they used was olive oil. Olive oil is a good medicine. Honey is a good medicine. Honey is a good medicine. We were up in the mountains uh, yesterday, and Marilyn said, oh, there's trees that got sap coming out of them. She thought, I'll go get some of that sap, and they can get some, uh, some wax and some honey and make some green mountain salve. That's what they used to use for wounds and things. In the old cowboy days, they usually had a, a can of that or a jar of that sitting on, on the edge of the wood stove where it'd be warm, and they'd take it and put it on wounds. This here, this anointing here, the arostos, this, this here, uh, the, the, the ailing ones, it says, and they kept on anointing here with oil, alone, and this is medicine. And they kept on anointing with oil many arostos, sick ones, ailing ones, whatever they needed. I remember one time uh, <clears throat> when I wasn't feeling very good, my friend uh, uh, Photios Kuriakopoulos, <laughs> that's his name, he's Greek, he said, Jim, he said, go in there and drink about an ounce of olive oil a day. He said, olive oil is good medicine. In the Middle East, they still use olive oil as medicine. And that's exactly what they were doing here. Now, whether they were, were anointing them with oil or they were giving it down for their stomach, it is good for your intestines and whatever. It helps you. And so they went on medical missions. They did some things like this. I had a doctor... Uh, one time that would go on medical missions. He was a dentist. I had another doctor would go on me uh, medical missions. He was a, an a, a ophthalmologist, uh, ophthalmological surgeon, and uh, optometrists go on these medical missions and they go down in these areas and and sometimes the surgeons they will heal people with the cleft palates. They will uh, work on their intestinal problems or whatever they've got broken bones, maimed, teeth, hearing, all of, all of this. They do this. Well, this here is not only a healing mission, it is a medical mission. And a lot of people miss this here in, in verse 13. When it talks about anointing with oil, most of the time in the Bible, that's a medical mission. You're applying medicine. In the book of James, anointing with oil there is applying medicine. 
It is not a healing thing. You pray for them, yes, and all that, but you also doctor them medically. And that's what the oil here is. And they kept on anointing with oil. Eliyahu, many sick ones. And they continue to heal. They continue third person plural imperfect indicative active. That word therapuo. Therapeutics. Therapeutics. You go in for therapy. That word comes from that Greek word right there, therapy. They kept on performing therapy. They kept on healing these people. And by the way, again, <laughs> in class, in the seminary, December the 17th, 1975, I did this class right here. And we had a great discussion on medical missions. This is also a medical mission. Salvation, this is an evangelistic tour. This is a limited commission. It is a, what we call a medical mission. It is a healing mission over demons. Demons, they cast out. But sometimes, when someone was sick, they heal them by therapeutics. Verse number 14 now. And I started this one January the 5th, 1976. <laughs> this was one. We went on Christmas vacation here. Kai Ekusen Ho Basileus Herodes Phaneron Gar Egenito To Onama Autu Kai Elegon Hote Ewanes Ho Baptizon Eger Gete Ek Necron, Kai, Dia, Tuto, Energusen, He, Dina, Mes, En, Auto, Aloy, De, Elogon, Hote, Elias, Esten. Now, in the synoptics, Matthew 14, 1 through 12 covers the same message here, and Luke 9, 7 through 9. And he heard. Now he heard the king, Herod. He heard the king, Herod, manifest publicly, for it became the name of him, and they kept on saying that John, the one baptizing, he has been raised. Now, what happened here is uh, Herod, by extreme coercion, he had. John the Baptist under protective custody he put him in prison to keep his wife from killing him because she was very heavily involved with the Sicarii and they were assassins and so Herod had John the Baptist put in prison and he would go there and listen to him preach even though he would be convicted but he listened to him preach because he knew he was a prophet of God and he had a great conviction under this preaching but he just wouldn't give up he wouldn't give in now this is not Herod the Great, this is Herod his son. And he heard the king, Herod, uh, publicly manifest that it became the name of him 
and they kept on saying that John the Baptist has been resurrected. Now here, Herod is afraid. Out of the dead ones. So they believed in the resurrection of the dead there. These weren't Sadducees. And through this, or therefore, they uh, energizes the powerful deeds in him. Others, moreover, they kept on saying that Elijah he is. Now they're talking about Jesus. There are some of them saying that Jesus is John the Baptist being raised from the dead. Out of the dead ones. He's a resurrected John the Baptist. And others say that he's Elijah. You know, because Elijah was supposed to come before that great day of the Lord when he when he would send his messenger, his son. And in the Malachi, get over there, that's the last book just before the New Testament, Malachi. Malachi, first of all, states out that the oracle of the Lord came to Israel through Malachi. All right, through Malachi. I have loved you, says the Lord, but you, how have you loved us? They say, how have you loved us? Was not Esau Jacob's brother, declares the Lord? Yet I hate, let I loved, loved Jacob, and I hated Esau. Now he goes on here. It talks about the Lord of hosts many times. Jehovah Sabaoth, Jehovah Sabaoth, Jehovah Sabaoth, all the way through this. The Lord of hosts. He talked about how that they had robbed him by not giving tithes. <clears throat> he said here in the fourth chapter, in verse number five, it says, Behold, I'm going to send you Elijah, the prophet, before the coming of the great and terrible day of the Lord. And he will restore the hearts of the fathers to their children and the hearts of the children to their fathers, lest I come and smite the land with a curse. Now here, they say Elijah is coming. Before that great, he's going to come and he's going to announce the, uh, the coming of the Lord. And Jesus said that John the Baptist was Elijah. He said he is the Elijah. He came in the spirit of Elijah. Not so much the resurrected Elijah, but he came in the spirit of Elijah to announce my coming. Let's go over to verse number 15 now. Aloy de Elagon. Hote prophetes, hos ace tone propheton. But others, moreover others now. Now we have the word day here, the delta epsilon. That's a weak adversative conjunctive conjunction, okay? Weak adversative conjunction. Moreover others, different ones, that alloy that means different ones, nominate plural masculine. They kept on saying, third person plural imperfect indicative active from Lego, by the way, that a prophet such as one of the prophets. In other words, that he's he's a he's a prophet. He's one of the Old Testament prophets, is who he is. He's one of the Old Testament prophets that's been resurrected. 
these people were not Sadducees. They believed in the resurrection, and they believed that God had raised one of the Old Testament prophets for this time right now. Now remember, many of the people of Israel realized that the high priests that were on the, the, the leadership of Israel and these Levites that were there were handpicked by Herod the Great. And many of the others were sent into exile and they had gone down to the Qumran area, the Qumran caves. And they had been going down there and preaching down there and, and they preached that, that the Lord was coming. Most of the preaching done down there at the Qumran, what we call the Essenes, the Qumranians, they were talking about eschatology, the return of the Lord. They were looking at eschatology. And they heard, they heard John the Baptist greatly and willfully and gladly. Because John the Baptist preached like that too. Now some people say that the book of Hebrews was written to them to take them out. They had believed in the Messiah, and they, but they were going and holding on to the Judaism. And he told them to lay it down that Jesus is a better way. Forget it. So some scholars say that the book of Hebrews was written to them. Verse number 16 now. Akusos de ho hebrotes, elegon, elegane that is, hon ego api kafal lisa, ioana autos egerte. And having, moreover, having heard, moreover, having heard here now, we converse in conjunctive particle at page 85 again, there, that delta epsilon there. Moreover, having heard, Herod having heard this, nominee singular masculine, first heiress participle active from Akuo. That's Akusos now. There, Herod. Ho Herodes. Now that is nominative singular masculine. That's the subject of this sentence right here. The Herod, he kept on saying, third person singular perfect indicative, whom I beheaded. John, this one, he has been raised up. Herod's guilty conscience. His conscience was betraying him. His conscience was was aggravating him. All of this now, Herod heard the word of God. Herod, now he's an Edomite. He is a, he is a descendant of Esau, not Jacob. He's a false king, a false toad squatting on the throne of Israel, and he knows it. But he's under conviction. When John the Baptist preached to him, was under conviction, but he didn't do anything about it. And when he heard Jesus preaching, he didn't do anything about it either. Still, he stayed in his lost condition. And the Herod, he kept on saying, Whom I beheaded, Ape Kephalisa. First person singular, first heiress, and dictative active. The one that I decapitated. John. This one, he has been raised. John. This one, this little love. Uh, nominee singular masculine and demonstrative pronoun, hutos there. He was raised. This one, he was raised. 
He believes in the resurrection. He believes many of the Bible doctrines. But he is not saved. He is not saved. Believing, but not enough. Believing. Let's go one more verse, 617. Alto hote altain ega mason. For he, for this one, for this one the Herod, having sent, nominative singular masculine, first heiress participle action, that first heiress is knife blade action. He did it in punctilar and fast. He latched on to the John. He arrested John. Literally, he latched on to him. That word is Krato uh, there. Krateo. And he raised up, or he latched on the John, and he bound him. Adason. He bound him. Third person singular, first heiress, indicative, active. He bound him in prison for protective custody. Because of Herodias. This is his wife. His, his wife was greatly involved with the Sicarii. And she was going to have him killed because she hated him. Now she trained her daughter to become a, what we might call, a courtesan. She would dance and sing and everything else for favors. And she did. She got out there. There was a party. Herod threw a big party and she got out there and danced and he was so amazed by her beauty and seduction and all of that. He said, I'll give you anything until half of my kingdom. Just tell me. And her mother had trained her to do this for that very moment. And she said, I want John the Baptist's head on a platter. Herodias, the wife of Philip, his brother Philip, of the brother of him because her he had married. He had married his brother's wife. He took her away from him and he married her. He took his brother's wife away from him and married her. This is Herodias. But this woman was a seductive, vicious, wicked woman. A seductive, vicious, wicked woman. Now, actually, in the next verse, we'll read that. 6.18. Elegane garhoes ewanes tu herode hote uk exesten si ekane tain geneke tu adelfo si. Herod Antipas II had a lot of trouble over this problem. He had divorced his Arab wife, the daughter of King Anatus IV, and 
her father had declared war and whipped Herod terribly, and Rome had to step in and save him with their armies. Now John is calling him a sinner and an adulterer and a lawbreaker. Josephus said many Jews thought it to be divine justice what happened to Herod because of how that he treated John the Baptist. He had demanded that he put away the his brother's wife. Now, you can look at this on page 152 in Josephus in the New Testament by Mason. And he kept on saying, for he kept on saying to John, to Herod, because not it is permitted, it is lawful, third person singular, present, indicative, or impersonal, active, it is permitted for you to have the wife of the brother of you. The wife of the brother of you. Go on to verse number 19. I just can't quit there. And we'll finish it right here. Hey, day, Herodias, and Achan, Alto, Kai, Ethelen, Alton, Apo, Ketene, Kai, Uk, Edenata. Moreover, the Herodias. She kept on having a grudge, a hatred against him, Alto, and she continued to wish him to kill. Herod had put John the Baptist in prison for protective custody against his wife. But not she was able. But she figured it out. She figured it out. She figured out how to do it. She trained her daughter to be the courtesan to just absolutely flabbergast Herod with her beauty and sensuality. And he made the foolish statement, I'll give you anything to you unto half of my kingdom. And she said, I only want John the Baptist's head on the platter. That's all. Father, we send this message out. History of your martyr, John. Your very special prophet that was murdered basically by Herodias and her daughter. Father, I send this out to feed your sheep wherever they are in the world. Please touch their lives with it. Touch their lives with encouragement and truth. Please forgive me where I fail you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. You stopped at 20B.